1: And Jonathan Green, it's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City.
2: All right, everybody, we just watched the fourth round of the Formula One season. Checo Perez winning the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, holding off Max Verstappen. Truly holding him off. No magic, no tricks, no nothing. Just raw talent, and uh, holding off Max. To be honest, yeah, and we we very. Very rarely
3: get that opportunity to see him do that because it was such a clean race, which was so unexpected. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, we got Chris Mellon on the ground out there. I can hear you open mic, Chris. What's happening out there?
4: Uh, everyone's explaining how dull their races were, I think. I <laughs> wait to see who I think. <laughs> Yeah, they find was, the words uh, except Pirelli. It was unexpectedly, uh, unexpectedly uh, slow, wasn't it? I think a lot of people, myself included, compensating on that, was thinking after that early round of pit stops and how much everyone struggled on the medium early mm-hmm. on, that that meant, well, two stops were coming up. Uh, and then, no, not, not even close. So, yeah, it's yeah, uh, surprising, really surprising, actually, because it was hotter. It was very hot as we started that race. Mm-hmm. and uh, And I thought they'd all struggle, but it did cloud over and maybe make it a bit easier towards the end. But the fact we're talking about that sort of detail, Tells you that, yeah, there wasn't a huge amount to really get stuck into, was there?
2: Not really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gunther Steiner talking about during the race, talking about the lack of, uh, you know, the, the strategy having Hulkenberg on those hard tires early. We thought for sure that they would get, we'd get a chance for him to, to stay in the points, but it turned out to do the exact opposite for him and not a good finish for the Haas team.
1: Yeah, no, the, I mean, uh... absolutely. Sorry, go Bob. Well, that's okay. The, the the safety car, and I'm surprised there was only one, but that's what we yeah. had, uh, came a little too early for the guys who were trying to go long on the hard tire from the yeah. beginning.
2: Go ahead, Chris. But, you
1: know, let's look at the upside. This, is, this has been a breakthrough weekend in a lot of ways. I mean, in qualifying, we saw uh, AlphaTauri and McLaren both get to Q2, which they hadn't done earlier this year. McLaren got both cars in Q2 for the race. We had um a breakthrough for Ferrari, believe it or not. Charles Leclerc stood on the podium for the first time for either Ferrari driver in four races this season, which wow. I guess qualifies as a breakthrough. It's um there's a lot of nuances if you dig into the stats, and I recommend virtual Statman if you want to check out um all the different statistical nuances of this race, but you know, there was Uh, It was a boring race with a big impact, including closing up the championship.
3: Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah. I'm noticing, if I look at the constructors, I'm noticing now that we really do distinctly have two completely different battles. If you look at the top four down to Ferrari on 51 points, chasing Red Bull on 166, Aston Martin second, Mercedes third. Uh, But then if you go down to McLaren Mercedes in fifth, 14 points, Renault or Alpine, eight. Uh, Haas, seven, six, and so on. So th- there's two distinct team battles now. Uh, one for the top four, the other for four, for fifth.
5: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, let me just run down the whole order, finishing order today for everybody. Just in case you missed it, a Cheka Perez wins over Max Verstappen. Then Charles Leclerc on the podium, followed by Alonso right behind him. Then Carlos Sainz, Lewis Hamilton in sixth. Lance Stroll hung on. He had some trouble with his, uh, the back end of his car a little bit, and in seventh, George Russell finishing eighth, Orlando Norris ninth, Yuki Tsunoda in the points at tenth, and Oscar Piastri uh, after having a rough weekend with some illness going on. He's finishes 11th and Alexander Albon, then Kevin Magnussen, Pierre Gasly, Ocon in 15th, Logan Sargent, the American, down in 16th. Hulkenberg fell all the way to 17th after that tire issue I was describing. And Valtteri Bottas and finished 18th. And then Zhou Guan Yu, out of the race, retired. So, yeah. Uh, it's funny, Jonathan, you mentioned earlier, we did not mention Lewis, Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton's in the name pre-show. in the pre-show. Just no. stunning,
3: really. Well, that, mean, that tells again. you where the, 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 the pendulum has swung for Formula 1, no question. Yeah, when's the last time we've said that, right? Yeah, very quiet weekend for Lewis. Russell was in the thick of it uh, um, in the sprint race, but uh, really, uh, Hamilton was a no-show, really, wasn't he? As a as a generally well, I speaking,
4: well, it, kind of yeah, it was quiet, but it was solid. If you think of it, how his qualifying yeah. was, yeah, and then about how that race panned out, Uh yeah. it yeah. was it was kind of yeah, he was putting pressure on Carlos, so. Uh, I was, yeah, so I'm just trying to catch Logan Sargent sign. He's going to chat to me about this. So Logan, your first Formula One race in Baku, uh, obviously you had a lot to learn after missing yesterday. How was it in the car today?
5: Uneventful, that's for sure. Uh, no, I mean, it is what it is. Just uh, unfortunately fell into a bit of a boring race there. But um, yeah, I think all things considered, it it just a costly safety car that started in playing our hands. And from there got stuck behind Zoo and got disconnected from the pack. But once I got in front of him, it wasn't too bad. and. There's
4: there's positives, but it was definitely a lonely, frustrating race. I was going to say, I saw your lap times. You look pretty uh, comparable with Alex ahead of you when you were stuck behind Joe for a while. But what's it like in the cockpit then when not a lot's happening? Are you thinking of trying to learn things? Are you just hoping it will end? I think the best part of the
5: race for me was when I had Pierre behind me on much fresher rubber. Uh, obviously, a bit of a quicker car, I'd say. And um, yeah, I was able to hold him off for a while. I was using overtake, using anti-overtake, really learning a lot. And um, I think that was all positive and things I can use going forward.
4: And speaking of going forward, then we won't linger too much on a boring race. Um, but you're signing a couple of autographs right now, a couple of caps for some young fans. So you're going to be doing a lot of that next weekend. Yeah. Mean, is it full focus now on Miami?
6: Yeah,
5: I'll analyze this one. See, what, see what I could have done better. To be honest, it's it's difficult when you shorten the DRS zone 100 meters compared to last year. It's not. It's, it's tough to get close, and it just ruins ruins the race. So yeah. I'll see what I could have done better in terms of tire management, pace in general, and uh, move on. I think there are plenty of positives to take from this weekend, and uh, not too far from where I need to be.
4: Yeah, and you've got your home race coming up, so you must be excited.
5: The adrenaline and energy will be there. Don't worry yeah. about that.
4: Well, good luck with that. Thank you very much, Logan.
5: Excellent.
1: Yeah.
2: I was going to jump in, Chris, yeah. if you didn't ask him about Miami, because I was like, he's got a—he's clearly focused on today. But man, it's going to be cool to see him in Miami.
1: I wonder how many requests for tickets he's gotten. <laughs> He's, uh, said. He's,
4: I could tell you the answer to that, actually, huh. because uh, I had another chat with him earlier in the weekend. He's had around a hundred. Oh. Uh, and oh. he said he was he was hooked up with about twenty-five. Now there's a man I'm gonna I'm gonna try and speak to. He's drinking Coca-Cola, which I imagine tastes really sweet right now after a long afternoon. Firstly, Oscar, Oscar Piastri, how are you feeling?
7: Um I'm okay. This Coca-Cola is doing its job. Um <laughs> but no, I'm okay. I think today's probably the best I've felt all weekend, which is is nice um but yeah happy to, to be out of here to be honest
4: yeah i mean you've been stru- suffering with a bit of food poisoning i mean what how does it affect you in the car are you just kind of weak are you are you worried that you might be sick or something like that sorry to go to detail but <laughs>
7: um today i was was okay i mean a bit weak um i haven't really had much food for the weekend but uh yeah yesterday was was pretty rough um yeah just yeah just feeling bad generally so um no i think today i was a bit better um I and mean, look forward to some
4: rest well, um, about today, how did you feel like the race went from your perspective? Because it looked like you got just kind of held off outside the points and 11th place is kind of a frustrating place to finish after a long race like that.
7: Yeah, it is. Um, I think at the start our pace was okay and then um, just struggled a little bit sort of as the tyres aged. Um, so yeah, we'll have a look at what I could have done better in terms of managing them. But um, yeah, I think all in all, it was a, a positive weekend. Obviously, it's nice to get through everything that, that's it's thrown at me. Um, and yeah I, I still learned a lot even if we didn't get any points for it so um, I think that's still the most important thing at this part of the season and part of my career um, and yeah we'll try again next time
4: well you need some rest and the Formula One calendar then doing you dirty because you've got to go from yeah. here to Miami it's one of the longest trips back to back that we've got this season so that bit will be tough but how do you think you'll go there because the car looked good the updated car here
7: yeah it felt good this weekend um Miami's obviously a very different circuit to here. Um, we'll see what the the resurfacing there is like. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're hopeful that, it, you know, the upgrade should work there as well. Um, and hopefully our pace is, you know, sort of on the, the fringe of points like it has been this weekend as well. So, uh, no, confident for, for next weekend. New track for me. Um and yeah, like I said, long one of the longest flights of the year, so I'll probably be asleep for most of it. But, uh, no, looking forward to next weekend.
4: You're going to need that rest as well. Is it going to be a busy one in, the, in Miami? It was mental last year, wasn't it?
7: I'm sure it will be. Uh, I need plenty of food. That's my first agenda. Um and yeah, we'll uh we'll make sure I'm ready for the next weekend.
4: Well, good luck. Hope you feel better soon. Thanks for talking to us you. well done today. Oh, 20... he's
7: going to eat. Do you, do you go tuck into a hot dog or I mean,
1: what if you if you're ravenous for any kind of food, what do you eat as a racing driver?
4: I, I think normally it's fish, isn't it, after exercise? Something fish based or or heavily protein based, isn't it? So yeah. Well, but yeah, speaking I, of I, that... I Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, uh, one of you I'm go. <laughs> about, uh, after after you, Al it's Al a bit Al like Lons. that Grand,
3: it's Yeah, like it's that a bit Grand like that Grand Prix. Like Prix. You can't both
1: yeah, be I'm British gonna... about it. Uh, it <laughs> struck you. me. As I was listening to, uh, to to Oscar talk about feeling ill and all that, and what was it like in the car, which is a great question when a guy's not feeling his best. If you've ever taken a long intercontinental flight, 8, 10, 12 hours, and mm. I did one last week you arrive feeling like a bag of dirt. Yeah, And I can't imagine what it's like if you feel that way and you're a race car driver, who's going to get into a formula one car in the next, whatever, 24 to 36 hours. I just, I can't imagine being 22 years
2: old, Bob. That's yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a big help. Yeah, I suppose so. And I'm sure that all the techniques come into play to, to, to deal with jet lag, but still, um, you know, when you've got to make split-second judgments, yeah. some of which can be a matter of life or severe injury, um, yikes.
4: I, Chris, can you relate to know, the I'd... bag of dirt feeling, having to do this 23 times a year? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely can. <laughs> I was going to say, the drivers tend to travel in slightly nicer uh, confines than we do in economy. Well, yeah. You
3: won't um, be on the scheduled well, flight for Monday for the entire, <laughs> the entire paddock?
4: No. No, actually, my route is I'm out of here tonight for the first time in God knows how long uh, on a charter to Luton Airport in the UK. Oh, glamour. Uh, I then get I get about uh, eight hours in the UK before I head to a different airport, Heathrow and fly to the States. So uh, three flights, not much sleep uh, and get to Miami late on Monday night. So that's uh, that's how that will pan out. Oh, that's wow. Nice,
2: huh? Be there early. I yes. like that. We'll
3: we'll send yeah. So enjoy your bag of dirt when you get there. <laughs> Thank you. Well,
4: the first thing I get to do actually when I wake up on Tuesday morning is record with John. Wheel to wheel. Oh what wow! I, uh, I really <laughs> on, <so>. Oh wait, <laughs> that'll make me feel better.
1: So, what time are you heading for Joe's
4: Stone Crabs on South Beach? Yeah, there you go. Uh, there'll be a lot. There'll be a lot of golf played. I can tell you guys that. But uh, uh, that's recovery—that's my recovery. So we'll you, see how you, that how that goes. You
1: carry your clubs with you.
4: Of course, I might try. I know this is what everyone wants to know when they uh, build down to a Grand Prix. I might try actually this <laughs> year, but for the first time because I will play. There's two rounds lined up that um, with different team members, which will be interesting. So um, it's 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 part recreational, part kind of part networking. Who are you working uh, with? So yeah, who are you, you going to see? Give it a go. Uh, well, one of them is um, Yuki Tsunoda's trainer. Uh, oh, that'd be cool. And the other one is Nat Moore from the Dolphins, and uh, works with Tom Garfinkel at the Miami Grand Prix? So gonna learn all about what's going on. Uh, this weekend, well, next weekend uh, in Miami ahead of the race weekend. So that will be fun.
3: But that's a really good story to continue um, with Sonoda, especially uh, having left Milton Keynes and told to kind of shape up and ship it, you know, ship up, sh- shape up and ship in, ship out uh, sort of thing. Because something he, like that. Something like that, because he's, he wasn't enjoying saying. Milton Keynes well and he said, wasn't fit yeah. enough. Um, and so this trainer actually has had a key role in keeping Sonoda on the
4: road. And that trainer we've had on the show, Michael Italiano, he's mm-hmm. he was Daniel Ricciardo's trainer. That's right. So um, those two new this year working together, and they really seem to have hit it off. So yeah, I will let you know what this, kind of the secret is to that uh, after Tuesday. Perfect.
2: Good yeah. luck on the golf. Unless yeah. he
4: beats me, then I won't. I won't talk about it. Nah.
2: And go <laughs> go scout out the PA booth for us, Chris, when you get there, and we'll so we can see what we're in for for doing PA out oh, there. Boy.
4: Yeah, that's <laughs> of course. I mean that's story. the main thing for everyone to focus on, isn't it? Like if this was a bit <laughs> of a dull race, Miami could surely better it. Yeah. Um and if I think of Baku, Baku had a really dull first race when it first came on the calendar. And it ends up with, you know, some some pretty chaotic ones after that. So maybe Miami will do something similar for us. Yeah, it, it is always
3: the double edged sword with a Monaco or a Baku is that you can either have a procession because nobody can overtake and we saw that with Hulkenberg and Ocon which was a was a big factor actually yeah. in, in holding a lot of the other people up is that they said no nope, we're on the hard tires and you're staying where you are if you can pass us, great and Lando finally got it done on Hulk but um, yeah
2: yeah it's just it's it's just the run of the run of the run of the green. All right, well, yeah. let's get a quick break in and when we come back, we'll continue to talk about the Baku. We'll talk about Miami and more You're listening to Speed City back after these messages.
9: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Hi, this
1: is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. We still got Chris Medland out
2: in Baku. Anything going on, Chris?
4: Actually, yeah, something interesting, which isn't directly related to today's race, or not the Formula One race, but uh, I was lingering around Helmut Marco, which uh, he always loves, doesn't it? Everyone does when I linger. Uh, But (laughs) I was going to see if we could grab him and sadly we were still in the break. But as he wandered to the Red Bull Motorhome, he came across as Arthur Leclerc, the clerk liam lawson and ollie behrman behrman who won both uh, of the f2 races here cracking weekend for him oh, wow. he's a ferrari young driver as is the clerk uh, and jack crawford was there and helmet just walked over and tapped jack on the shoulder as he walked by and just gestured with his finger follow me uh, oh. so they've now gone inside for a chat in the motorhome so uh, when they come out i'll see if i can grab i'll try and grab helmets we spoke to jack didn't we yesterday Uh, Jack finished 10th in F2 today. to pick up another point. But we'll see what Helmut says that he had to say, if he's willing to tell us.
2: Ah, that's a very interesting conversation.
3: Yeah, and also you mentioned Lawson. I was intrigued to see him flight footing it from Suzuka straight to Azerbaijan, having had a good run uh, in Super Formula, uh, where he did some great overtaking, got two good results, and is kicking some butt over there. Um, But, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting what goes on as next Red Bull, you know, fraternity comes through.
4: Well, speaking I mean, of overtaking... Oh, I was going to say, just a sec, but speaking of um, the next kind of group to come through, Nick DeVries didn't really cover himself in glory, this no, year, did he? not at all. Um, so you the know. pressure will start to build on him. It is still early, but obviously no. he's not early in his racing career, so I don't think he gets kind of... Um, the breaks that maybe others would get so uh, we'll have to see how that pans out for him
3: and the fact that yuki wouldn't even say his name i.e., there's obviously some rumblings in the team that look if you guys come together you know it was just it was the way that yuki dealt with yesterday's
2: collision i thought was interesting what were you gonna say bob speaking of overtaking
1: well, speaking of overtaking, I mean, granted, we all agree that there were very few, but I think some of the ones that we did see really mattered, yeah. and they didn't involve DRS, which I think is significant. One was Alonso's move on science, I believe it was. Yeah. Very opportunistic. Um, yeah, And the other one was, um, oh, it just went out of my head. Um, oh, it was um, Lando Norris on yep. Yep. Pass.
2: Yeah, on Hulkenberg,
1: yeah. On on Hulkenberg. Yeah, right. Yeah. After all that Great backup. Passes. Yeah, right. I would
3: say that in the sprint race, Alonso's overtake at the at the restart again, and so I would I would give Alonso two of the best overtakes of the weekend.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: agreed. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic overtake because he took advantage of a slight little mm. mistake by Carlos Sainz mm-hmm. and and knew exactly when and where to take it. It was perfect, clean. Like yep. Mm-hmm. I did write down a couple of highlights. I saw the Haas F1 car hit 220 miles an hour. I thought that was interesting to see that kind of speed there. But it just goes to show you that it's a lot more than just top speed to make up a
4: fast car because well, they weren't. As, as we said, you yeah. know,
3: Williams yeah. in a straight line yeah. and, and sorry the to Ferrari. I've got Go. Marco
4: here who's enjoying an ice cream. So I'm very sorry to also ask questions as you do that. I'll make sure it doesn't melt. But firstly, I really wanted to ask, live on air in America, what you you just saying to Jack Crawford? Because he's had a, a pretty solid weekend, hasn't he, in F2? Got on the podium yesterday that he has to raise his game. Okay, after today, only 10th place, weren't happy with that? Yeah, he was
10: losing on the restart, you know, and always in qualifying, he has to... Yeah, it's a tough game, he's young, but still, you have to deliver the ball. I mean, yesterday, podium, he was lucky, So, but he has the right approach, but he has to deliver.
4: Yeah, absolutely, but rookie this season, I guess you've got high expectations for Jack at such a young age.
10: Of all of our juniors you know so and it's very expensive F2 so I guess we will have to reduce our support in next year so only the really good ones we can support in the future.
4: Yeah very impressive actually how many young drivers Red Bull do support in Formula 2 but let's talk about Formula 1 another 1-2 one and let's start with Checo. actually I mean that's 2 out of 4 races this year when Max has put him under pressure and he's had the answers have you been impressed by that? We knew it from last year, when he is on it, and
10: that was here from the very first lap in practice. Then he's an absolute top driver. He didn't do anything wrong. He was a little bit lucky with the safety car, yes, but on the other hand, I think Max did far more Mauer-Kissing than Jack got the hit, and that's just luck in the end, you know? <clears throat> so, also he, the setup, you know, with the tools, you can change the setup. And there, he and his engineer worked better. But then we didn't give out any team order. They had to race and they were fighting for the fastest lap in the end. So it was both drivers did very well, but the check was this better. Yeah.
4: Are you enjoying seeing that battle? Seeing checker really take it's,
10: it? Uh, we are fair, you know. We don't want to manipulate if it's. Um, it was Jacko State, definitely. It's not he has the most podiums here and that has a reason. And how do you think they'll go in Miami? Because Max was very strong there last year, wasn't he? He won there. But on the other hand, Jacko had a handicap with his power in the towards the last lap. So but we saw that we have a strong package, but we have to work harder. At one stage we were one second faster, but in the last couple of laps. Alonso Leclerc that it's the same length time as us. It shows we must either look better of the tires or use
4: the douche better. So, but we will be on it. Yeah, I mean it's good to see the pressure coming on. I'll let you eat the ice cream because it's going to melt. But I just want to say happy birthday as well for last week. Yeah, Marco turned eighty last week. Wow, saw that. Yeah, Yeah. congratulations.
2: Great stuff, go Chris. Uh, well, interesting comments well, about Jack you know, Crawford.
4: W- yeah, wow.
3: And also, <laughs> if you ever wondered, we always talk about the Red Bull ladder and how tough it is. How ruthless. And how ruthless you go back to Kvyat, yeah. to Gasly, to Alban, uh, and many, 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 many more. Um, Perez, as we've said many times, is the one that's broken the mold. Um, and it just shows you, Helmut Marco, just tells you exactly how it is and exactly what's on his mind and how the Red Bull ladder works. <clears throat> you see? know,
1: I had a feeling when Chris mentioned that Marco took so many of his juniors into the principal's office if you will at the same time. I had a feeling they weren't all going to get good news that mm-hmm. there was obviously, you know, here's where you guys all stand and you guys including you Jack perhaps um you know, need to raise your game because we're going to be cutting back and uh right now you know you're 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 at the head of the class as far as that goes so you know i'm just making all this up but i think there was some bad news to go with uh with the update in the principal's office for those young red bull juniors
4: yeah he yeah, said well, the other i it, to remember there is i think there's seven i think it's seven seven yeah junior drivers in formula 2 and if it if we go off what uh, james Vowell said about what williams had invested in logan in formula 2 last year mm. looking at like 2, $2 million dollars a seat maybe a bit more so if yeah. they're paying in full, they're yeah, looking at fourteen to fifteen million dollars investment in Formula Two for those drivers. So that is why he says we might have to whittle it down. They're gonna to have to they're competing with each other really, not as, as much as they are the other drivers, but with each right. other on that grid to to earn another another season.
3: Yeah, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise yeah. me with what's been going on in the background from Andretti to a potential Saudi team to et cetera, et cetera, Pollock, um, mm-hmm. you name it that uh, the most likely to be culled from the herd might be Red Bull selling, you know, AlphaTauri.
8: Mm.
4: Wow, interesting. But I think to avoid that, that's why we've seen the changes we've seen this week. I don't know if we really spoke about it on these shows, but France tossed out Laurent Macchier's coming Mm -hmm. in and also Peter Bayer, who will come in as CEO. So a change in management structure and style. And I think it's just that Red Bull wanted that team run a different way, but it shows that they've got visions for the future in that sense. Yeah, 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 Yeah. exactly. Okay, Mm -hmm. good point. So they are planning.
2: Yeah, that's got to be a conversation, right? Helmut Marcos is telling you, looking you in the face and going, you got to up your game. We're going to reduce well, support. There was, a,
1: there, there was an interview in uh, one of the racing magazines, I think it was Motorsport, uh, recently, in which uh, it was an old interview going back several years with Helmut Marco. but the, the discussion was about the Red Bull Junior program. And uh, he said, uh, we're not just looking for talent, we're looking for desperation. You want guys who are so ready to commit and sacrifice and, and use all their skills and learn new ones. Those are the ones we're looking for. Not just the fast guys, but the fast guys who really are desperate to uh, to make this, uh, you know, make the big show.
3: You know, and I also think that, you know, I was a sportsman as a kid and I've I, I worked for many a coach and the ones that told it like it is like, you've got to do this and you're, you're falling over too much. You're not tackling well enough. You've got to be stronger here. You know, the, the, you went away and you were off, basically, that you were told that you weren't as good as this guy or you weren't going to make but the you team. you knew what and, to do. And you're on the bench this week, son, because you didn't do enough last week. Um, I hated right. it. I hated it. But it made me better. And I think that is mm-hmm. refreshing to hear Marco say that because Jack Crawford will go back and have a chat with his dad and
2: go, hey, we yeah. gotta, we got to we gotta pull this one out. Got to raise the game. Yeah, yeah got to raise the game because he said my support's going to be reduced.
3: Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. Well done, Chris. That's uh, almost
2: a breaking story, really. Yeah, I mean, it's true. You got to... Jack is probably... Not enjoying ice cream right now. He's probably having an upset stomach right about now.
3: Yes, it, it, it's almost yeah. it's it's almost straight out of a Bond film. Helmet Marco eating his ice cream, going. You know, he may pull back on these yeah. uh, support.
2: As he stroking. was talking, his stroking. voice stroking his, yeah, yeah, stroking his cat that
3: was running across the track earlier.
2: <laughs> his voice sounds like what's the old guy from Star Wars? The 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 conniving. I don't know. I can't remember his name. The Emperor. But, yeah, maybe so, but. Duff?
1: everything is going to plan yeah yes. there you go
4: <laughs> okay well on that note i've just tuned back into this yeah sorry i was just checking out uh the the situation down at aston martin i quite enjoyed the uh accents i could hear uh might get a word with uh Mike crack a bit later on but uh he's a bit tied up right now but we'll we'll reflect on their race a little bit with him because not too bad really is it it's another race they've been very strong oh, not at all did yeah. get close so yeah he, he just i mean that guy's relentless isn't he fernando yeah. Ah. yeah, We were
2: talking before you got on, Chris, about we were staying with his on board quite a bit of the race. Jonathan and I did because there wasn't much else to watch. And he's just phenomenal. Just amazing. It's something everybody ought to do. All right, guys, let's Please, go uh, ahead. Let's squeeze a break in real right, quick. Sorry. And when we come back, we'll get to see who Chris can uh, wrangle for us down there in Baku. And uh, more after the break.
6: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
7: Hi, guys. This is Greg Astley, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Okay,
2: Jonathan, earlier in the show, I said it was six points from Verstappen to Perez, and you said it was nine. It's actually six. Eight.
6: It is six. I was right.
2: It's Verstappen. So Bob predicted the win. At least I got my math right. Which wow. happens, ninety-three points to Perez, eighty-seven. Uh, uh, is that? Did you just call me
3: to the principal's <laughs> office?
2: <laughs> Helmet. Helmet. Yeah. By the way, yeah,
8: your resources will be wow. reduced.
2: Bob won. Crazy. I won. You didn't win. <laughs> We've reduced your resources, and, <laughs> and you need to up your game. Like, yes, sir. John so Jonathan
1: Green do this week. That yeah, Julie noted. Uh,
2: I, love uh, I love it. Okay, Chris (laughs) Medland has joined us back and apparently Casey, the producer, said that the interview with uh, Ferrari boss Frederick Frederick Vasseur. Vasseur.
4: I've got Fred Vasseur with me who has been uh, just pulled away from his dinner, so I feel feel terrible for doing so. Fred, I'm so sorry to take you away from trying to eat, especially as I'm sure you've got a lot to do, but uh, I I feel less terrible because you're on the podium and a really good strong drive from Charles today.
11: Yeah, overall I think it's a very strong weekend. uh for us with the two-pole position in the podium today, even uh, Carlos, it was not the easiest weekend for him, but he's P5 and scoring good points, That uh, uh, it's an important step. If you... I think we did a, a step forward in terms of pure pair four in Melbourne, but we are not able to score points, and it was important for us to transform pace in points, and uh, we did uh, we did it this weekend something Helmut Marco said earlier was that
4: Red Bull noticed yourselves and Fernando Alonso as quick, if not a bit quicker towards the end of that race, while both Max and Checo were going for the fastest lap. So you had pace at the end, is,
11: is, is the challenge now trying to find a way
4: of having that pace on high fuel?
11: No, I think it's not uh, too much a matter of fuel or, or not, is that uh, Red Bull pushed a lot at the beginning of the stint when we were a bit more conservative. And probably that they had uh, less tire and a bigger deck than what we had, and uh, but overall I think there is still a difference of pace in the on the long
4: stint. How much of confidence boost is it though to have a weekend like this, like you say, with the results to match,
11: and certainly those podiums? Uh, sorry, those pole positions. No, but let's see, But it was already the case in uh, in Melbourne. We are not far away to be in the pace for and for different reasons. We. We didn't put everything together and uh, it was a mistake. But uh, let's see Miami, it would be a different layout, different tarmac and uh, we could have good hopes. Yeah, what of Miami? You looking forward to that because you were quick there too, but again, Verstappen came through, didn't he, after you started on pole? Yeah, yeah, but uh, this season is a different season and we have to, let's see Miami, that uh, I think that we will start to bring updates in Miami and uh, it's important for, for us. But the most important, it's not the updates, is to understand what you are doing on the car and, uh, and I think on, uh, on operation, we are again a step forward this weekend and I think it's, uh, we are on the right way.
4: And what are those updates? Are you going to bring to Miami? Just, just a list would be perfect.
11: Yeah, 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 let's see next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll look for the list uh, next no, week. It's not next week, it's Thursday now. You have just to wait for three days, it's okay. Big updates though? Okay, okay, see you now. <laughs> and he's off. thank you very much, Fred.
3: I mean, that's We're done. So awesome. We're done. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's only three days. You can wait. <laughs> yeah, Miami. I like that. You're Miami. A brave
1: man yeah, trying to separate a Frenchman from his dinner to chat with you. Accra- incredible, outstanding yes. courage. I have to say that is
3: actually brave. I hope he's wearing his flak jacket because that—that's not easy.
1: <laughs> you can get hurt. Brave I mean, the man's and- got sharp objects in his hand
3: He has, and probably a glass
2: of wine too. <laughs> uh chris we uh i think he's got his there he is chris uh nice uh charisma to be able to interrupt a frenchman in his uh dinner
4: oh it was it was dangerous i tell you <laughs> um but did, we, we laughed about it afterwards uh he had to go and do italian <laughs> tv after that too so i think that's the one that probably annoyed me even more because at least ours Ooh. wasn't on screen so he could scowl at me he has to put on a face when he does tv but um chris- i will say a very strange story unfolding here you know we talked about the pit lane uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah Knock on. And um, I still haven't managed to ask anyone if they could hear when I was trying to say, don't do that. But the FIA stewards have summoned the FIA <laughs> to the stewards for that. So the representatives <laughs> that are responsible for Park Fermi have been summoned to the to explain what happened. So I mean, you can't say that they don't try to police themselves.
3: No, that's very true. I'd what? love to be a fly on the wall
1: on that. And that is that is an FIA function, not a race promoter function. It's no. It's not to the... uh
3: Yeah, there's the, no one else to, to blame. It's, that is totally FIA yeah. controlled. Yep. It's nothing to do with Baku, that. The Azerbaijani
4: nope. uh, photo club. It's, it's up to FIA to let the uh, photographers through as well if they want mm-hmm. to. But it was, I think, actually, that bit maybe would have been on uh, the marshals. So probably, you know, race control local um clerk, of course, might have control over the marshals they are opening the gate to let the photographers through but it was i think the main issue here that they're focusing on is the fia setting up the boards that kind of hold back team members and promote fia park ferme type thing so it's mm-hmm. and they do this sort of work normally at this time of the race the last couple of laps you see them starting to get things ready yeah. because you know it is what two minutes from the checkered flag and the race winner comes back around into park ferme it needs to be ready but yes i think with the fact that with this one, it was clear there were two cars for a long time who were not who had not yet pitted, that that really has to be a race control call that goes, mm. you know, this is not allowed to happen, There's or, or it's got to be a check, isn't there, that no one's going to come in the pits. So, uh, yeah, that was yeah. worrying, but uh interesting to see that they are looking into it themselves. Well,
1: yeah, and they need to quickly. So, you know, it's not necessarily like somebody's going to go to the stewards and get their dongle slapped. They're going to... <laughs> ask for information how did this happen what do we need to do to fix it nobody's necessarily going to be penalized but i'll tell you something at the uh, formula e races in berlin germany last weekend uh, i called one of the races and then i sat in race control for the other race and it was fascinating and one of the things i learned is that the race uh, director is not, you know, saying do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. He's watching all the monitors with everybody else. And if something goes wrong, and in this case, it was a rogue red flag that one of the flagmen just started waving without being instructed to, the race director basically says, What is happening there? and turns around to an individual whose responsibility could, it is. you could tell them off. Government. Sorry to cut you off,
4: Bob. I can't seem to do that a lot today, sure. I? but I've got Mike Crack here with me from Aston Martin, so I don't want to keep him waiting sure. too long. We're, I'll actually just say, I'll ask you about this first, Mike. We were we were talking about the final lap and Esteban Ocon coming into the pits, but the FIA setting up for Park Fermi and people being everywhere in the pit lane. I mean, was, was that a worrying kind of image for what you've seen? Is it something that we need to make sure it doesn't happen again?
12: Well, I mean, the, the regulations are clear uh, that you have to run both both uh, both uh, tyre specifications, and uh, uh, it was always clear that uh, both Haas and Alpine will have to do a stop. Uh, everybody knows that, so uh, I think it's maybe maybe. Uh, needs to be better communicated uh, between the, the people that are setting up everything that there still could be a pit stop. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, to be honest, I, d- I did not see if, there was, if it was dangerous or not. Uh, it was a bit close. Okay, okay. Yeah, so then we we, we need to discuss this uh, in the next meeting.
4: Yeah, well, thank you for your thoughts on that. But I know really we want to talk about your team because another strong showing. Fernando fourth. the run of thirds is over. But I mean, only just. Another good good race for him. Uh, how happy are you with the form you've shown this weekend?
12: Yeah, I'm happy with both. Um, I mean, it's it's so important that you always score with both cars, you know, because uh, just the, the points hole is just la- so much larger. And if you if you see the our competitors are also scoring with both, so uh, I, I'm particularly happy about that. And now, uh, yeah, the, the the three podiums in a row we didn't manage this time. We started a bit too far uh, off uh, on the on the grid on the main race start uh, to to challenge for that, but it was not far at the end. Eh? We were we we stopped one second behind and. Uh, uh there was maybe not enough um, eventualities in the race you know, to make it happen but uh, we we are also happy with fourth i think uh we must be realistic we have seen also in in races before that the ferrari was quick and uh it uh, it was also circumstance uh if, if you look back bahrain for example you know we 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 were we were third but charles had a dnf you know so these are all, all things that you need to be uh, realistic about
4: do you think you had the second quickest car in the race today, though? Because, like you say, Fernando had to make moves to get further up, and then did close in on Charles, who had started on pole.
12: Yeah, it's uh, we we need to look at the uh, at the at the at the proper analysis. I think the. Uh, Bar Red Bull, I think the, the the three the three cars are very similar. Uh, some has maybe some strength in one area when, and then in the other. Uh, but you will see over the over the season, you know, the, you will depending on how the circuits are, you will have a slight balance over for one, a slight balance over for the other one. And it's interesting. Uh, it will have, uh, it will be, it is for for exciting racing then.
4: Oh, just on that, then, where do you think the balance will lie in Miami next week? Because it's a quick turnaround, it's a long trip for everyone to make, but uh, another unique circuit.
12: Yeah, I think you know uh, we 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 can be confident by now that our car is competitive everywhere. But then it goes to the detail, you know, in how much uh, how how you can make the tires work. Uh, Miami has been resurfaced. It's a it's a track that is also a little bit unique because it has also very long straight, but also very high speed corners, uh, and then some some very slow stuff as well. So I think you need a good car. I think we have one. Uh, but uh, considering the pace is so similar between between these three uh, in the in the run, say for P two. Uh, I think it will be hard to make a prediction.
4: Yeah, well, just one thing then about uh, your upgrade plan for this season and, and the work you've been doing back at the factory, which I think you're going to move into the new factory soon as well. But Ferrari talking up the fact they'll have new parts in Miami. Uh, how confident are you in, in the upgrades that you're bringing to the car? Uh,
12: yeah, we have we have a plan uh, that we, uh, we defined and we will stick to it. And the upgrades will now come over the next races.
4: Great stuff. Well, we look forward to seeing how you do. Thank you very much, Mike. <clears throat>
1: Hey Chris, what is Mike Krask's nationality? It's the first time I've heard him speak. I was expecting a Brit, and I think I got a. No, it's German.
4: Uh, he's German. Yeah, he's German. Yeah, he's German. Yeah, he is. Yeah.
1: Wow. He didn't. Well,
2: he's from Krakow. <laughs> That's Poland.
1: Uh,
2: okay, guys, let's get our, let's get our, on that note. Let's get our last break, and when we come back, we'll wrap. You want it up. to go to
1: break on a groaner
6: like that. <laughs> well, <or?
2: laughs> we, we got to. We're out of time. We'll we'll be back after this quick message. Groaner. Okay. <laughs>
1: Hi, this is Jay Leno from JayLeno'sGarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City.
3: I want to go back. <laughs> is Chris still on the line? I think so.
4: I am. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm still here, caller.
3: I, I just want. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, caller. I was interested in the great interview with uh, Mike Crack, uh, and I really. I think that the eye on the prize, listening to Fernando, I said we stayed on board with Fernando, and he made a really telling comment, which was, yeah, they said, hey, Fernando, good job. You were a hundredths of a second away from Verstappen's fastest lap, but Russell's got it. And he goes, yeah, 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 but we outscore Mercedes, right? So on the weekend, yeah, and 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 I think that just shows you where Aston Martin's head is, yeah. and 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 I think Mike kind of alluded to that with the upgrades and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. The new factory, it, it again, just emphasizes the difference of the, of the new Aston Martin of of twenty twenty
4: three. Yeah, yeah, that's the fight they're in, isn't it? it it's to beat Mercedes in the constructors' championship the second, Well, beat Mercedes and Ferrari, um, mm-hmm. because let's be honest, really, Red Bull are gonna. Are got to win this Constructors' Championship, even if they're going to be work made to work for it. I mean, we look at the pace today. That's one of the things I do want to touch on is the two Red Bull drivers were pushing each other. As Helmut Marco said, they were going for it and they, they still didn't lap the whole field. right <laughs> Excuse me. There it is. Um, <laughs> still didn't lap the whole field. Uh, as they did that. I think it was only Bottas they managed to lap. And that safety car was early. So yeah. they, like, the, yes, they pulled away comfortably and won comfortably. It was about 20 seconds at the end. But 20 yeah. seconds over 40 laps half a second a lap when they're going for it Mm. it is not the world's biggest margin that we've ever seen especially if ferrari as they're saying they haven't upgraded their car here that's coming next time out so you know that they will come under pressure at times but that real fight is going to be for second it's going to be between ferrari mercedes and aston martin Mm, i agree And it'll be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Nobody said bless you. That was so rude. Yeah, sorry. Bless you, I, sir. I, I didn't know what uh, that yeah. sound was.
1: I didn't know you had sneezed. I didn't know what it that was. It was me trying not and... to
4: sneeze while talking. Yeah, <laughs> you you, you almost caught it. it. It was just like you like, <laughs> I
1: mean, there's other bodily yeah. functions that you don't bless anybody for. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. It, it's, well, say it's because I of, often uh, asked if I can get blessed. Ahead, for but it's definitely not. You don't
2: bless a dongle slap either, right, Bob? (laughs) Disgusting act. And it's unfortunate
3: that we had that on our air (laughs) live. Thank you. Thank you, producer. That is quite right.
4: Please, John, pay attention. Bob started it. It
8: it started with a sneeze. I will
4: move it on, guys. (laughs) Thank you. We had raced at the same time as the sprint yesterday, which is at 5.30. I could tell you that right now we'd be dealing with a decision about whether you were going to make a pit stop for wet tires because wow. it's just started raining here.
12: Oh, and we've man. never
4: had a wet race here. And they said it got dark, didn't they, towards the end of the race? Yeah. And it's, it's stayed dark. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just starting to, it's spitting, but, you know, slightly increasing. And so, oh, that would have been, that would have thrown a curveball in the mix around this track. I
2: know. Don't, don't be teasing us with
3: hey, that. Hey, Chris, it. just on that subject, what's what's Azerbaijan, I mean, most of the world, I'm sure, like myself, what's Azerbaijan like? What's Baku like?
4: Baku is actually a beautiful city. I mean, some of the architecture is incredible. And it's a really cool mix of like old and new. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the weather's been good, it's a nice place to come. Um, yeah, you know, really characterful. It's a challenge getting here. Like flights and um the logistics are a nightmare. There's about two direct flights a week from the UK, let alone from you know, that's from somewhere that you'd expect a lot. So from many other countries, even tougher. Mm. Uh and just like the getting here and getting out is the tough part. Um, not everyone's super helpful in terms of um, giving you a ride in a taxi or something like that without trying to make uh, as much profit as they can Hmm. but uh, once you're once you're in the city it is great actually it's one I would would recommend so um, it's good fun on the ground but uh, it tends to be a quiet one from a Formula One perspective because of those issues logistically and especially now they've been paired with Canada last year back to back which they've had before uh, and people tend to trend towards um, obviously, the the Americas races and now Miami this time, and it's yeah. If, if you've got to pick one or the other, you're you're probably going to Miami, aren't you? Mm. Yeah.
2: Hey guys, I want to talk about something. We got to do a little horn tooting here because Chris horn tooting because I want to I want to run down who we've had on the show today and some amazing insights like Helmet yeah. Marco and stuff. But we've had in the pre-show we had Christian Horner, James valls Esteban Ocon, Valtteri Botas, Lando Norris, Yuki Sonoda, and Günther Steiner. Sneeze and then. In the post race <laughs> show, we've had Logan Sargent, Oscar Piastri, Helmut Marco, Fred Vasseur, and Mike Crack. I Fantastic. As they say
3: in Ireland, the crack is 90.
2: I can, look, if, if you got friends that don't know what we're doing here, let them no, know. I know. Mean, it's, this is... it's excellent, Chris, what you're up to. And Bob awesome. Varsha and yeah. Jonathan Green excellent joining me. Too, Chris. And Chris, I, I feel blessed to be in the middle of all of this. So we've we got something special going on here. Yeah, and guys. meanwhile, he's doing the track yeah. commentary. Good on him. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> trying uh, to uh, save people's I, lives I mean, the bit Maybe i want to find to out shoes. yeah exactly is if anyone heard i do actually those are they are ruined uh all the running around and i actually also had to leave the commentary box as they opened the track for the fans to flood it so i uh nearly got swept oh. away with that as well oh my but god! i am genuinely interested to find out if anyone could hear me when i uh when i was shouting over the tunnel, being like by the way you know you're, you're trying to commentate on the final lap and go uh guys yeah careful so um well how, I'll, I'll find out afterwards how's but, the cat by the uh, way uh, I'm no no filling no a little bit of time here oh no idea <laughs> uh sorry i was about to say um i'm, I'm filling a bit of time because i'm trying to line up christian horner before we go off air but That'd be great. uh if i don't get him because he's speaking to the print media right now uh and my colleagues are normally nice but they will hate me if i walk in there and be like sure. excuse me yeah. radio's <laughs> live uh yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get him we'll get him for the pre Miami show if we need to
2: cool uh, speaking of print media, you can catch Chris's articles on F1.com, racer.com, and Motorsport Magazine. Did I leave anything out, Chris?
4: No, I'd say those are the, the three big ones. Thank you very much for the plug. Checks in the post. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Where to read. Look, out, to look read? out, look out,
2: look out. John's got a, a, a news, news line. Well, it's just Casey, the producer. Yeah, give us the news intro, Casey. He's given me the, uh, the the schedule for next weekend uh, uh-huh. at Miami, which, of course, will be right here on the radio, but will also be on the PA. I don't know how many people we got doing all this, but we're going to figure it all out. So uh, the race next weekend is uh, actually Saturday. The uh, post-quality show will start at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for a post-qualifying show, which is a new one for us this year. And we have a new sponsor for that that we're, we're very excited about. We'll talk about soon, uh, when we uh, when the check clears, and then
1: uh, <laughs> we sign the
2: paper. Yeah, and then uh, on Sunday, of course, the race is. Uh, it's a weird one. It's on the half hour. It's 1.30 Central, two thirty Eastern. Is the race? Well, they still Excuse doing me. the. In- this is the pre-race show. So the uh, the race is on the half hour. So we're going to do the pre-race show on the half hour. And the post-race show at 4.30 Central, 5.30 Eastern. They've got to get
3: the intros in. That's why it's a half hour.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Please,
1: no Michael Buffer. Please.
2: I know. No. Yeah. No kidding. We've done that. Been there. <laughs> yeah, we have done that yep. right here at Coda and almost set it live on the air and got fined a million dollars. Yep.
4: Hmm.
2: Uh, what, we got a minute and a half left, guys. Any final thoughts here? What about you, Chris?
4: Uh, I can't wait to get to Miami. That's mine. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> Between going off. Go and have tonight. dinner with
3: Logan Sargent. He clearly needs. I mean, with Piastri, he clearly needs the food. Yeah,
4: take, take yeah. him to get I mean, some protein. Time, but I'm going to be uh, straight back to the media centre. I'll try and get Christian Horner for the midweek show, and then uh, run back to the media centre to get some writing done and head to the airport. This is this is going to be a logistical nightmare. But uh, I'll, I'll tell everyone the story uh, on Tuesday, hopefully on Wheel to Wheel when uh, Good. when I make it.
2: Yeah, don't forget. Uh, actually, Wednesday we recorded on Tuesday's a lot. but <laughs> Wednesday.
4: Oh, 7 I gave p- that away, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. 7
2: p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, the Wheel-to-Wheel show with Chris and I. So on ESPN, on, uh, on the big uh, satellite network. <laughs> on Sirius XM, producer was like, "Just say it. You can say it.
1: Just say it. It's right where we are right now. Oh, that's true. That's
2: where we are right now. uh What else, guys? We're out of time. We got about thirty seconds left. Jonathan, any Perez, 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 Perez. Yes. What a
3: day. Street. Keep whisperer. going, buddy. Keep going. Yeah, we, Narrow that gap. We got
2: a
1: championship. Yep. We got a fight going now.
3: Yep. And I love Helmet Marco's attitude. No,
2: no, no team orders. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, and uh, go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. Find out how to listen to all this stuff. We have some good stuff on our YouTube channel, and we do social media all week long. And want to thank everybody for tuning in, however you tuned in, and we'll talk to you next week. Happy trails.